exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. 88.9 FM, WDBM, East Lansing. This is Impact Exposure. Alex Ruciano here. Thank you so much for tuning in on Tuesday, today, March 27th, 2007. It's currently 74 degrees, uh, getting about 44 degrees tonight. And it's the weirdest Michigan weather. It's just raining and raining and raining. However, if you've tuned in, thank you so much. And thank you very much to our guests who have trudged through, I'm sure, rain and sleet and who knows whatever mm. Michigan weather can throw mm. at you. Mm. But uh, <laughs> uh, Louis Balestra is the executive director of the Peppermint Creek Theater and the director and choreographer of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. And uh, he is also joined by very enthusiastic guests. I'm very glad. Why don't we go around really quick and kind of everyone just introduce themselves and, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. My name is Dan Alt. I'm the music director for the show. I also play Shkizip in the band. Okay. I'm going to work on trying to pronounce that. <laughs> Me too. Okay. <laughs> I'm Margaret. I'm the stage manager and dramaturg. And assistant director. And assistant director. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Bam. Uh, my name is Aaron Colson, and I play Hedwig in the show, amongst a few other characters. Right. I'm Sharice Hamilton, and I play Yitzhak, which is a man. That's right, a man. man. And, um, she does it well. I, yeah, Yeetsuck. and I do it really well. She does yes. well. I should <laughs> mention that uh, Aaron and Sharice are the entire cast of the show other than the band. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, hey, thank you so much for everyone coming on the show. Now, this is something that is being called a, a quote, a thought-provoking musical about the quest for individuality. So uh, can everyone just kind of maybe tell us, at least for the listeners who maybe haven't heard or haven't heard much about uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, what is it about? What is the premise of the show? Well, it's a rock musical about Hedvig, who is an East Berlin uh, song stylist, one of the lines from the show, who uh, has a botched sex change operation and comes to the United States after marrying Luther, another character that you don't, well, you do see, but um, is a, uh, and falls in love with a rock star, actually creates a rock star and is touring through Lansing. Uh, following Tommy Gnosis, who's in concert at uh, Spartan Stadium. Oh, okay. So it's site-specific. And, Use uh, your imaginations. It's, uh, <laughs> you, see, you see her journey uh, discovering who she really is, in, in a sense, and, uh, and the relationship with Yitzhak sort of gives Yitzhak the freedom to become who he is as well. Okay. Now, I, I believe the musical, I think it first started in 1998, I think. 96. 96? Yeah. Okay, so is, is this the first time that the uh, Peppermint Creek Theater has been putting this on, or is this... Uh... It, it Definitely it's the first time okay, we've done awesome. Hedwig. I believe it's the first time Hedwig's been done in mid-Michigan. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about being a first. It is. <laughs> You know, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a difficult show to stage. I mean, a lot of a lot of companies, you know, would shy away from it because, I mean, especially you know, Aaron has just done a phenomenal job. It's the show is there's only two two actors in it, and I say eighty percent of the lines are are Aaron's. So it's it takes a really vir- a real virtuoso performance, which we have. Mm-hmm. I'd say ninety five percent of the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much most of the lines and, and the yeah. singing, and uh, Yitzhak is there. She plays a couple different characters um, that I am able to relate to back and forth with her. Right. Otherwise, I do play the majority of the characters, my parents from back home, a few other characters. Uh, so there's a lot of um, 
Back and forth, kind of. Back and forth, yeah, switching of characters that I do on the stage, yeah. Now, I, I really want to ask you this, because I, well, I, I, I was going to say I did theater when I was younger. I'm going to say I attempted theater when I was younger. Um, <laughs> so we all. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, how many hours of rehearsal and choreography practice and everything, have you said, probably has gone into this? Oh, wow. At <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Aaron is in from New York City, and so we had a condensed rehearsal oh, process wow. of really only three weeks, which yeah. is not a lot of time. I think there was wow. a lot of indivi individual time spent. Sharice uh, and I both got our scripts, you know, about a month before the show. So we started uh, developing our characters and, and who everybody was specifically to each other in the show before we had gotten here. And then being here, we were able to just really start, you know, applying and get the ball rolling with right. the rehearsal and choreography and just chipping away at the ice block. And then the musicians would be working and Margaret would be doing some of the research and the sets would be built. I mean, there's probably hundreds of hours of work if you oh, yeah. Right. all yeah. Yeah. Out, together. Out, out, Everybody out, had their individual jobs happening throughout, simultaneously. Right. Yeah. Wow. There'd be it's sometimes we'd be singing, we'd hear the saw going off <laughs> in the other room. Right. <laughs> if it's we can sing through a saw, we can sing through anything. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're not actually physically working on the production, you're thinking about it. So For sure. Pretty much 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> Dreaming about it. Yeah. And Singing the songs okay. in your sleep. Well, if you would like to talk to uh, some of the cast and the behind the scenes, uh, people heavily involved with Hedvig. Hedvig. I'm going to put the German pronunciation. Hedvig and the Angry Inch. You can give us a call. Our phone lines are open at 432-3893. 517-432-3893. So, call us. Um, we love talking. There you go. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, how, does, how does that work now? This is, this is interesting because when I, when I think about musicals, one of the things is, you know, you have maybe like a really big orchestra pit or something, you know, maybe in like the traditional sense. But this sounds really cool because there is like you have the two characters that, that are, you know, like you said, there's so many lines that need to be worked and so much choreography. How does that work with um, like the exchange with the band and the music? How does that kind of does it is it like wow. there's maybe like a scene and then the band comes in or is it kind of all mixed together or no, it's, it's, it's integral? Yeah. Okay. yeah, definitely. Oh, great. We're yeah. we're on stage the entire show. And in costume. Um, and, and in costume, <laughs> makeup, more 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 eyeshadow than I've ever worn in my entire life. <laughs> uh, we're actually on platforms on the stage. Uh, it's not like a traditional show where you have you know music stands and you're in black and you're trying to hide. The whole show, the, the band has to memorize, and it's it's more like a rock concert than a musical. It really is. Oh, okay. I mean, you don't go see a band and they've got music stands in front of them, and right. we don't either. Whoa. The angry inch in the title is, is the, the band. band. There's another the band. angry inch, which we won't give away what that <laughs> refers to, which is revealed in the show. <laughs> well, let's not let's not give away too much of the plot. Those who would like to uh, who would like to see it for yeah. sure? It's done. It's it's done a, as a very raw show. You know, it's not your traditional theater show that you come in and you know. There's a lot of liberties to take ad libs and and play with the audience. There is like underscoring that's done over some of the dialogue that the band does. But uh, I mean, they definitely play like. Yeah, a traditional musical would be, but, you know, we are a little more free to take more pauses in the music and do things like that, so it's treated more like it is. It's unique to each performer who does Hedwig and each, each yeah. group that would do Hedwig. You can, can do bring very your own personality and... And that way it's like a little more spontaneous, too. Right. I mean, Very sometimes, much. you know, you go to oh, a yeah. Les Mis production or something, and it's like, well, it's great and everything, but, you, you know, you, if you've seen it enough or listened to it enough, you know what's going to happen yeah. right. every little pause. Oh, we've, we haven't had one show that's been the same. I mean, there's exactly. been different ad-libs. There's been people that sneeze in the audience that I bless. I mean, yeah. there's there's all kinds of stuff that happens throughout, yeah. Both Aaron and Charisse, um, Charisse especially on Sunday, have and Aaron does it brilliantly, um, interact with the audience. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Directly. So it, you know, yeah. no show is the same. 
Okay. We so get we, we come right down to your level. You are just as much a part of the show. <laughs> we, we've heard of that fourth wall, but we don't want anything to do we with it. We don't agree with it. <laughs> Break the wall. That's right. Bring it down. Just like the Berlin Wall. Bring it down. And you know, there are mistakes every night, too, which I, as the stage... I as the stage manager was terrified of because it's such a a technically heavy show but I think from just the three shows that we've done so far they really enrich the experience they do Mm -hmm. yeah so this is something that is I mean this is just I mean I I was reading about it before and I I personally never seen it but I I mean it sounds really really nice and and far more interactive than a lot of the other I guess I want to say traditional or typical shows that you can think of that would be under the genre or the label of musicals because this is something where it's very ad-libbed almost. It's very interactive. Mm -hmm. There are lines, but it's spontaneous and different every time. Well, i got to say, too, the audiences aren't aren't treating it like a traditional musical either. They're treating it like okay. a concert. They're on their feet. They're screaming. When the music first starts <laughs> or when, when Hedvig is first presented up. and the lights come up, I mean, people are hooting and hollering. Yeah. And you've got nice. some of the, the hardcore groupies that come in with their hair cutouts <laughs> and people wear boas. And we've had drag queens. We've had, we've had everything. And we've been encouraging every time that we do a show or oh, yeah. an interview for people to come like that because it's, it's more fun for us. And I think it's, it's fun for the audience that comes. The environment completely changes when you have that aspect thrown into it. Oh, Just yeah makes it a little more fun for everybody definitely it's yeah. it's almost a little bit more i really don't want to say like maybe casual but it, it is because you know there, there's not that barrier there kind of like right. you know, there's not that wall that yeah it's kind of yeah. keeping people separated yeah um which is really good yeah we well. see everything so if you fall asleep i might come sit on your lap keep that in mind <laughs> exactly <laughs> Wake up on your lap yeah. <laughs> no that sounds really good yeah i have a really quick uh if, if people are are interested right now and they're listening right now uh, where else can they go for more information uh, if they're really interested? Great. They can call 719-3887 for tickets, or the website is peppermintcreek.org, and you can get more information or tickets as well on the website. Okay. And this is the last week that we are performing here, so... We had great houses the first After this, week. we're going to Europe, so you better, you better catch us <laughs> catch now. It now. <laughs> changes every night where we're going. Aaron comes out and tells us we're go- where we're going next. <laughs> and, uh... Like, after this week, boys, Zimbabwe? we're going to Australia. <laughs> Zimbabwe. <laughs> Learn the language. Has uh, it, it, been, it been pretty big um, ever since 1996? Uh, I mean, I assume that it's been just almost international in its popularity. Has, has it moved over? To it the... has a huge cult it's, it's following, a, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. It's Definitely. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those shows that I think people really love it or they hate it. Right. You know, it, it's like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Some people see it and they're like, oh, you know. But then it, it has a huge following as well. Right. You know, so it's, it's one of those kind of cult classics that you find the people that we performed at a couple of clubs here and everybody knew the words. You know, everybody's oh, singing. Really? Everybody's oh, yeah. Dancing, mm-hmm. so you you definitely have people here that know the show before we even got here, and people were talking it up and very excited about it. Wow! Yeah. And there is a film which I think actually the stage play is is stronger for all the yeah. reasons we've said. Right. Um, so that that has helped spread the word, so to speak. And I think Dan saw on a website that the musical was actually voted one of the. It got, it got brought. It got brought up on a on, a, on a, another radio program. One, one of your competitors um, talking about talking about uh, <laughs> talking about movie musicals, and 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 there's there's some people. Somebody called in and was talking about this is like one of the defining movie musicals of the '90s. I heard that too. Was it a was it a, a movie first or was it a musical first? It was, it was a stage, stage play it was first. A stage yeah. It was a stage yeah. play first. Yeah, they okay. moved into it, and then it evolved into, and then they made a film adaptation out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same actor who originated the the role on off off. Off Broadway also played Hedwig in the film, right? The yeah, he directed it and was involved very heavily in the show, making it come to life. I don't know how many of you knew this, but I just found out today that Ali Sheedy 
played Hedwig from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bizarre. No kidding. But, oh, hmm. Really? So Hedwig's been played by a woman. Yeah. I don't see why not. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In New York. She played in New York. Right. Off Broadway. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. That's like, I mean, that's so, this is, again, this is, um, you know, kind of a quest for individuality. It's definitely. Something where, and I, I think it's cool uh, because this is one of those, and I've, I, I've, I definitely have heard of Hedvig before. Um, ever since, I guess, now I found out it was 96, I thought it was 98. But it, for me, it's always been one of those musicals where you always hear about it and you hear people talking about it, mm. um, but you've never really seen it. So this is a good way for um, to have like a local perspective yeah. given to that. It's well. a great show, too, I think, just because it's it's something for everybody. Because everybody, at one point in their life, has had that quest for individuality or looking for that other half that might be the perfect person or you know there's there's so much in each of us that you can find in Hedvig and Yitzhak and the relationship with Tommy um you know it's a very emotional show and it's really like a roller coaster it takes you on such highs and such lows and people have laughed and screamed and cried and I mean we've we've had across the board you know with emotions in this show it's It's a beautiful also it's set in this sort of style of 1980s glam rock and so Mm -hmm. that allowed a lot of liberties with the design of the set which is really fun and beautiful and the costumes Mm -hmm. as well and the hair and makeup and so and the music is great and the performances are superb so and there's a great message it's very smart and political and i think that's one of the things that it doesn't get a lot of credit for is how incredibly witty it is i mean i don't know many rock musicals that can make jokes about yentl and make it you know (laughs) well and and you know just just calling it a rock musical i mean this is the only one that really is. I've played for, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar and Little Shop of Horrors and shows like that, and it's still completely scripted and completely, right, you know, just, it's, you it's, know. It's, it's, it's good music, but right. it's, it doesn't have that spontaneity. This is a rock show, and it, it's, it, like I said before, it really is more like going to a rock concert than, mm-hmm. than going, to a, going to a musical. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch is going to be playing, is this, this is we the last time? We have three more performances, Thursday, okay. Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m., at the Albert White Theater. At the okay, which is at the Hannah Community Center. Okay, well, very nice. And uh, again, <laughs> uh, just wanted to thank you all for coming on the show. It sounds like a really good, uh, awesome, uh, awesome experience. Definitely. Yes, yeah. it you is. You out. will definitely enjoy it if you come. Okay, well, thank you. And uh, we are now going to take a quick break. Stay tuned here on Impact Exposure. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on eighty-eight point nine, The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. 
88.9 WDBM East Lansing. This is Impact Exposure. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Alex Ruciano here. We uh, we just talked with the cast, uh, or talked, spoken with, uh, the cast of Hedvig and the Angry Inch, a uh, thought-provoking musical about the quest for individuality, and the performances continue, and the uh, awesome theater continues, uh, definitely in the Lansing area. Right now we are speaking with the uh, LCC's production, the cast of LCC's production of The Crucible. Uh, Max Lund is here. Rachel, and I'm horrible at names, uh, Rachel Cabodian? Yeah. And Caitlin Inman? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, are, are all here and are all uh, very, very leading prominent roles in LCC's production of The Crucible. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you for you. having yeah. us. We definitely appreciate yeah. it. So, okay. Now, The Crucible, pretty famous. Uh, obviously, I remember yeah. reading it way back in school. Mm-hmm. Um, can you maybe tell our listeners out there just generally kind of what it's about in case they haven't and they need a refresher course? It is about the Salem Witch Trials. It took place in 1692, all right. and it's when, Rachel, Abigail, do you want to talk about it? Uh, sure. Um, well, it's in Salem, Massachusetts in 1692, and my character, Abigail Williams, um, basically, she and John Proctor, who's Max's character, had an affair seven months prior to the beginning of the play. Ooh. And, oh, terrible. <laughs> and um, so it starts, and... They, her and a bunch of her girlfriends went and danced in the woods and got caught by her uncle, who is the reverend in the town. And um, all of a sudden, her cousin Betty and her uh, friend Ruth just are pretending that um, they've been witched. They like will just are laying down and not speaking, not eating, not talking. I already said speaking and talking. Same thing. But anyway, um, yeah, and so Abigail's trying to figure out what's going on. She starts accusing um, all these women in the town of witchcraft, and it's this big snowball effect of one person saying one thing and everyone else going along and not knowing what's going on. Mass hysteria. Oh, I see. Basically. Now, I, I remember reading it, and, and actually, now that you brought it up, that's that's a good point, um, because it, it, it really is a story about kind of um, what is real and what isn't real. Yeah. Right. I think that's pretty No, it's cool. a great story. Definitely. I'm, I'm actually surprised you read it, because everybody that I talked to say they, they read it in high school, or they were yeah. supposed to read it in high school. But they yeah. didn't. Well, they did it. They went on Spark Notes, or they cliff-noted it. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, we, we actually have uh, our engineer, Eric, who is giving, giving me the thumbs up, also agreeing and saying that as well. That, you know, you're supposed to read something maybe in high school. No, it really that. is truly a great story. And I think when you see it on stage, it really brings the characters and the situation to life. And it's really a frustrating, frustrating story to mm-hmm. tell and to witness because you just you really want to wring Abigail's neck because she's just <laughs> causing all these all this tremendous conflict mm-hmm. and it just spirals out of control. So now, what are some of the other parts? Uh, we have Abigail, who's the kind of accuser, yeah. has a very antagonist. central role. The antagonist, yes, mm-hmm. the one who causes all the tension and the friction. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other roles? I play that? Elizabeth Proctor. I am the one who she slept with my husband. Oh, there. Yeah. And she accuses me of being a witch. Oh, I yeah. see. And then, and I'm the, uh, <laughs> I'm John Proctor, the uh, guilty party, and um, and then she accuses Elizabeth of witchcraft. I have to go and then defend Elizabeth in court, you know. And Abigail oh, continues right. to lie in, yep. in the court scene, the court scene and sure. it, you know, gets intense and keeps mounting, mounting, and mounting, and then. Won't tell you what happens in the end. You'll have to come see the show. Well, well, now let me ask you this: How does the Crucible compare to some of the other productions that LCC has done in the past? The Crucible is a lot more dramatic, dramatic, dramatic. than okay. the past things. Yeah, and also I find it kind of neat that the Crucible kind of deals with a lot of modern day things. Well, pretty much 
everything that happens in the world, like all the like prejudice, prejudice. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Because uh, there's, you know, I mean, if you walk outside and you're going to classes, I mean, you, you can see there, you know, there's all this kind of gossip, right? And how everybody will just know. kind of go along with the norm, like whatever, right. whatever the norm is, people will just decide to go people along. They're afraid it. to stand up for what they actually believe and yeah. what they think is right. So it's basically so. taking kind of, I mean, we we've all seen this, and we're going to class or something, you know, and it's it's or you're talking to some of your friends, and someone mm-hmm. says, well, you know, I'm I'm doing this because it's I just one of my friends the other day who said, well, I'm going to wear, you know, those, like, there's like those backpacks, but they're like mini backpacks or something, right. with, like yeah, strings, yeah. like oh. Well, it's just part of the trend or like the gaucho like, pants yeah and i was just like well i mean everyone has there's there's trends and everything but i guess and part of the crucible i suppose this is me being in high school again and reinterpreting it but is, right. is to find the people who can kind of break the trends yeah. and yeah. kind of challenge the the norms and that's what mm. the crucible is kind of about yeah um let me ask you this is this are you guys nervous i mean is this going to be a big how many hours of production do you think you've and rehearsal has gone into this. A lot. A lot. We've been, yeah, six, about six a, weeks? Is that how long we've been? Yeah, about a month and a half we've been rehearsing. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. really an interesting rehearsal schedule, though, because we rehearsed for about a month, and then we had spring breaks. So we had yeah. this week off. Yeah. Um, and it was, I've never been in a scary. show where we had to rehearse and then just all of a sudden have all this, like, a week off to really still think about the show and right. get my lines down. Okay. So, but know, everyone was very dedicated over spring break, and they came back. Yeah, which really helped. That that we, we came back, and we had, we had about a week and a half to really polish the show, and everybody was yeah. on top of things, and it really just made the transition into actually putting it on the stage that much easier. Mm-hmm. So you all found that spring break kind of helped you in terms of getting the lines down? Yeah. And That's actually the time oh, yeah, he it gave it us. It was great. That... I was down in Florida memorizing my lines by the pool. It's <laughs> 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 oh. a lifestyle, man. I wish I was there memorizing lines. <laughs> I'd do that for sure. That's cool. Now, uh, this is kind of maybe going into your own performance history, but ha- have you been in any other performances that LCC has done in the past, or is this the first, the Crucible, for all of you? Or well, actually, um, well, Kate and I are in the LCC Studio Theater program. Yeah, we've been this in is for our, two years. Yeah, nice. this is our, our last year. semester. Oh, okay. And so, um, in that program, you do a show per semester, and also, um, I've been in. Uh, I was in this summer musical review last summer called Just Out of Reach. And um, I've done some other stuff around the community. So. Yeah, we were both in Adam's rib. I had a minuscule part, but, you know. Hey, <laughs> sometimes the most minuscule parts are the best. It was fun, I can bro. relate, trust me. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm actually a student at MSU, and, but I've done a lot of shows with Peppermint Creek. And uh, Okay, the so, Peppermint Creek. Yeah, yeah so right. I, I know Lewis and uh, Chad Badro, who's actually the other director for right. Peppermint Creek. He's directing this show. So that's how I found out about this show and was able to audition for it mm-hmm. and uh, get the part. So. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening out there and you have some questions for this uh, awesome cast, our phone number is 432-3893, so you can get some callers in as well. Um, so let me ask you this, a kind of quick question. If people are interested, they want to find out more uh, about The Crucible and the performance, where can they go to find out more information? Well, they can call the Performing Arts Department at LCC, which is um, the number is 517-483-1018, okay. or they can uh, visit the LCC website and there's a link to performing arts and there's a lot of information about it there yeah, ticket prices and stuff www.lcc.edu right okay. are there any are there any kind of favorite and this is maybe maybe this is giving away too much of the plot but uh are, are there kind of favorite scenes that that you have or is there is this something favorite that scenes. or maybe maybe this is something that know. should be reserved for the actual performance itself well, i was just curious because when i used to do when I used to attempt theater. I'm not going to say I <laughs> you know, you always have those favorite lines or the favorite yeah. scenes yep. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, something that'll that kind of oh, this is awesome. This is why I do it. Um, I don't know if in the Crucible there's anything like that for you, but uh. well, um, a big a big 
favorite for me is the court scene, which is like yeah, the climax of the show where I, you know, pretend to see this bird and like it's and we run around the courtroom crazily and and I actually had to we all the girls in the show we wear these corsets and um so getting used to that and like finally being able to yeah. like breathe they in this corset are... and run around and be crazy it was really satisfying <laughs> they hurt <laughs> i bet they probably yeah. do yeah. i'm but not they're i'm beautiful. not speaking from personal they're experience. beautiful costumes yeah okay yes very cool yeah. Well, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I hope that uh, is this now. Did was LCC the first platform that you've used to kind of get into the acting uh, scenario? The kind of like doing yeah. plays, or have you done this before? Maybe I in did, high school. Or? Yeah, I did yeah. theater all throughout high school, and I did a lot of community yeah. shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But LCC heard. is an amazing stepping stone for anybody out there. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's great opportunities have yeah. been given to me through LCC. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we can actually go to the phones right now. We have a caller. Oh, my That's goodness. Okay awesome. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Hello, who's this? It's Alexis. Alexis. Hi, right. Alexis. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Uh, thank you so much for calling. It seems, it seems our cast here... Uh, She's a member uh, of the cast. Knows Ale- oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling, Alexis. <laughs> well, I thought I might as well. Oh, yeah. All right, now, okay, I'm going to ask you this, too. I'm going to ask you the same thing that I just asked, uh, asked the performers here. Are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? What are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm fine. I just felt like <laughs> you guys. Me and Nick are, uh, Nick, another person in the cast, are sitting here listening to you guys on the radio. Aww. And uh, we didn't think anyone would oh, call because you guys are kind of losers. <laughs> so we decided to call for you. Hey, now, first of all, might I, might, might I just add that anyone who listens to the station is automatically awesome. So <laughs> I listen to it all the time. Just See, saying. My favorite. Favorite. Well, there you go. That's, I that's... actually had, I have a question for yeah, them. Yeah. Oh, oh, please go ahead. Shoot. How hard was it to get into the Puritan state of mind? <laughs> How hard was it to get into the Puritan you know, state of mind? The Puritan state of all. mind. Ooh. It's not hard at all because I have this fantastic wig that I get to wear. <laughs> and it makes me look like I'm from like a romance novel. So I throw that on. Oh, really? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm in the Puritan state of mind. <laughs> the Puritan state of mind. It is a pretty sexy wig. <laughs> hey, easy, easy. Whoa! Sorry, sorry. Wait a second. Maybe we should save some of this for the performance. I don't know. I don't know if we should be going into any of that. Um, so, uh, actually, now that now that we have four crew members kind of calling in right now, I uh, just want to kind of, if you've just tuned into the Impact and you're listening, again, where can uh, people go to find out more information if they're really interested in the Crucible and they um, want to check it out? Well, they can call the Performing Arts Department at LCC, which is uh, 517-483-1018. And um, then there's the LCC website, which is uh, lcc.edu. There's a link on that. Talking about the Crucible. Yeah. So... Yeah. You know, I, I I just want to go back really quick to this Puritan state of mind yeah. because yes. you know, I mean, what is what what does that really mean? Is that more of something kind of it's it's just like a, well, I mean, obviously, see, when I think of that, I think of like strict, and I think that's kind of yeah. if if you're see, seeing the Crucible reading it, it's that kind of strict atmosphere and people yeah. trying to break out of it. See, well, my character is uh, very introvert and very kind of cold because of everything that's happened with her husband cheating on her and whatnot but uh, also she's also very religious and it talks about all the time how i um i can't ever lie and how i always tell the truth and stuff so was that a snicker we just heard on the line <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> well no but i mean like it was just kind of hard to because i'm kind of i'm a very outgoing person i'm like ah, all the time sure and so it was very hard for me to like tune it down and be like 
very know, introverted, yeah, and very very calm and collected all the time. Okay. That's what my character is. Well, if uh, I just want to thank thank you all, and thank you for calling in, by the way, uh, for coming in and talking on the show. Uh, that is that is the Crucible, and we just uh, got done talking with the, the the leading cast of the Crucible at, at LCC. So thank you again. Thank, thank you, you very much for having us. Definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we have some more awesome interviews coming right up, and this is Impact Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on eighty-eight point nine, The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure. 88.9 FM, WDBM, East Lansing. And uh, thank you so much for tuning into Impact Exposure. Alex Rusciano here. And we actually just heard from the LCC's uh, leading cast of The Crucible. And that was an LC- that is an LCC production. Uh, very interesting and awesome interview. We're going to move right along. In fact, this entire show is kind of being dedicated to performances and theater and really good stuff. And uh, joining us right now is JD. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Definitely. No problem at all. So, uh, JD, why don't you tell us what is going on right now? Just kind of give our listeners a, a basic premise as to what's going on this Saturday. Yeah, it's this Saturday okay. at the, uh, the Wharton Center. We're having our cultural show, the Indian cultural show on campus. So it's, uh, it's pretty much the largest student-run cultural show on campus, and we have it every year. And last year we got 3,000 students coming in and filling in wow. the auditorium. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we moved it back to Wharton. Some of the participants like it better over there, but uh, you know, it should be a great show. We have uh, 11 choreographed dances and you know, a couple documentary films to, to provide breaks in between. So Very it be cool. A good time. Uh, JD, let me ask you this. Uh, you said you had like almost three thousand people involved. Or, mm-hmm. or uh, let me ask you, how many years has this been going on? The uh, well, the, the cultural, cultural show, show itself uh, has started. It started about twenty years ago as a, as a really small talent show. Okay, and then it, it became Sutrung, which is the name of the show, uh, right. about twelve years ago. And you know, it started getting more and more popular, and we had to find bigger and bigger venues to hold it at. And now it's at Wharton, and we can't really get much bigger than that on campus. So. That, we're, we're really proud of it. We're, we work all year. I'm actually the finance chair and one of the show co-programmers. Oh, okay. So I spend okay. all year just raising money for it and, you know, uh, kind <laughs> of planning the theme and everything like that. So That's actually pretty cool. I actually remember when I was a freshman, um, it was like a couple years ago, you know, I was talking to some people who were involved with it and they just said that, um, it's awesome, and it's it's just it's just a really great cultural experience for you to find out about Indian culture and Indian life, and, and just like you said, with choreography, with dance, and everything. Right. So. Yeah. And and we keep it open to everybody. It's right. uh, you know anybody can join, and and so we have a lot of representation from all over MSU. Uh, the dances are from all different areas of India, so they kind of give people an insight into the different cultures within the you know the, the country of India. So it's a uh, it's a pretty cool experience for everybody. And this year our theme is the the power of influence. Yes. And so we tried to uh, we tried 
tried to highlight that by bringing in some some really big names as far as faculty go to just give us insights into India's influences around the world. So we brought in, you know, actually uh, Mahatma Gandhi's grandson uh, came in. You know, oh, we, we wow. interviewed we interviewed no him. Yeah, we interviewed him, and he, you know, he told us a little bit about his grandfather. And uh, we have some, you know, professors from right here on campus. Uh, Professor Ayub from James Madison. Uh, Dr. Simmons from Lyman Briggs, you know, just just a lot of people that uh, that people would like to see on screen talking about about things and um, about the power to influence. So, so this is and, and and this is especially true. I mean, talking about the the theme is the power of influence, especially at at a time historically when um, India is just becoming a really really critical, you know, awesome awesome powerhouse. Yeah. On the international stage, and it's just continuing to be that way. So this is really really right. Cool. And we have some people that speak to that point. I mean, there's you know we have some business, we have some some people talking about health issues some people talking about, you know, just religious issues. So we just kind of tried to provide a little bit more than the normal cultural show and, and take it to the next step because usually it's just the dances. And everyone loves the dances. It's always a good time, but we wanted right. to take it that next step further. So we did the, the Power to Influence theme, and we actually did a partnership with the American India Foundation, which is one of the largest charities in the country. Uh, Bill Clinton's actually the honorary chair of it. And oh, we wow. are, yeah, so we're going to be trying to raise money during the show for this charity. Uh, and, you know, we, they sent over a lot of material for us, and we're just help, kind of trying to help them out, too. So Nice. Yeah. Um, this is Impact Exposure. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to uh, JD right now, and this is about the, uh, concerning the biggest uh, student produ- uh, produced show on campus. It is uh, the annual Indian cultural show this Saturday called the Satrang. Satrang, yep. Satrang? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> with, with last names and anything that, you know, pronunciation, but, but the Satrang, and it is. Let me ask you this: uh, How many people would you say are involved in the show? Has it been increasing every year? How many participants? Yeah, do you we get? we normally get an increase. I mean, it does vary with uh, with the size of the the Indian uh, community on campus, but okay. usually it's around 150. Uh, is right now. I mean, it's kind of gotten up to that to that standard. So around 150, but we don't. We definitely are not. Uh, we don't limit it to just Indian students. You know, everybody's welcome just to like join. Said, right. Yep. Sure. So. This is this is something that that is this is. A cultural experience. This is a, a mm-hmm. chance for you to see and, and get a really like a very intimate inside look at how any culture is, and right. if you're really interested about it. Right. And and out of all the major universities in in Michigan, we are the only ones that provide complimentary tickets for our students. So uh, that's you know that's a plus. And then also uh, floor tickets are available for purchase. So if you're interested, just check out our website and it's www.msucius.com. Let me ask you this: uh, How many how many hours would you say of rehearsal time? If you were to, t- I mean, I, and I, trust me, I know it's a broad question. I know it's yeah. kind of crazy, but how many hours would you say total well, have gone into this? Yeah, it. it oh, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to figure that that depending on the dance, because some of them are just really hard for for people who have never done them before. Um, right. They are very you know very classical dances, and a lot of them date back hundreds of years. Um, so I mean, some of them have to practice two, three times a week for three hours each night you know oh wow and so you're going and then this week all of them are practicing for three four hours a night so i mean it's and there's 11 dances so you can do the math yourself i mean it's a, <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot of work that goes into it so not just the board but i mean all of our participants are amazing and our choreographers are amazing so it'll be a great show uh now jd i remember you mentioned that there's there's there is the dancing there's the culture insights there's the actual theme which is the power of influence uh, is there maybe a specific part or part of the show that you like personally, or something that that, that you really want to that you're, you're happy to get out there? Oh uh, well, I mean, we have we have two teams actually that compete year round 
okay. you know, that are actually performing in the show. So there's two different styles of dances, and one of them is the Ross team, the MSU Ross team, and uh, the other one is the MSU Bunger team. So uh, ah, okay. these two teams compete nationally. Our MSU Bunger team just placed second in the entire country at a huge competition that was just held in Detroit. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, they're, no yeah, they're amazing, and our Ross team is great, too. So, you know, we I look forward to those two. Those two are my favorite, personally, but, I mean, every part of our show is really strong this year. So Wow. That is really cool. Uh, phone lines are open at 432-3893. We are talking about the annual Indian cultural show. It's called the Satrang, and uh, it is. it just sounds like it is a powerhouse. It's been growing every single year. Uh, what, what do you think in, in upcoming years? Do you think the the growth in terms of the uh, Indian student population at, on MSU's campus will continue to increase? Yeah, I, I I mean from what I've heard that it, it is increasing every year, and so that should you know that should only lead to good things. I would I would imagine. But, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know that we're trying to set the precedence really high, trying trying to set the bar up there this year, where you know people will just keep trying to compete with this year's show. And I mean we've had great shows in the past, right? But you you want to do something a little bit different every year, and this year we've tried to do everything possible to make it, you know, just a new type of cultural show, not just sitting down and watching dances, but actually being somewhat, you know, engaged in what's going on and learning something as well. So, Oh, okay. So this, so this is what's going on this year, just kind of being yeah. more, more intimate, more engaging right, with right. the audience. And just, and, okay. and, and bringing in faculty was, uh, was huge. I mean, it showed the support yeah. of the entire, of the entire MSU community with what we were doing. It didn't take very much at all to get them to come out and help us. So, you know, it just showed that everybody really loves the show and it's, it's a great event every year. Now, JD, let me ask you this: um, Is it has faculty been brought in before, like in previous shows, say in two thousand six and five? Well, there are, there are faculty on campus who who support us, whether okay. it be financially or, or otherwise. But uh, right. there, we've never before had something where faculty have come in, been interviewed, and these these segments have been used as documentaries in between, you know, parts of the dances. So, oh, okay. we're not, we're definitely not trying to take anything away from the dances because that is the main you know, focus of our show. But uh, sure, of course, but we are trying to add in a little bit more, infuse a little bit of uh, education in there too. Okay, well, cool. Uh, we are talking right now on Impact Exposure, if you've just tuned in with uh, JD. Phone lines are open, 432-3893, talking about the annual Indian Cultural Show this Saturday. It's called the Satrang, and the, the theme of the Satrang is the power of influence. Um, and again, for, for our listeners who kind of maybe just tuned in, could you maybe elaborate a little bit on the power of influence again and what it means? Sure. The, you know, the, the theme we chose this year was kind of twofold. We wanted to show most of the time when these cultural shows happen, they, they talk about East meets West and it's this blending of yeah, cultures and, right. you know, more, more of uh, maybe Western culture being, uh, you know, infused into India. But we tried to, we wanted to point out how many great things that a lot of our, you know, parents' homelands have, have given to other people. So there are a lot of aspects, like a lot of people don't know that uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson or Henry David Thoreau were influenced greatly by Hindu religion in their writings. And, you know, higher, like just, just living, uh, you know, I mean, Sure, the way, in, their, in their writing, in their writing, they they showed a lot. The book Walden is a good example of that. And and one of our the professors that came in, Professor Vers Lewis, sorry, is uh, he speaks to that. And so, um, you know, we're trying to we're trying to just point out little things that people might not know about Indian culture and how it's been just very subtly put into our our culture here and you know in Europe and Africa and other places too. So, you know, one of my friends. Uh Aditya showed me the uh, film Lagan the other day. And it was the first oh, time yeah. that I've seen Lagan. You know, it's a very, very popular film, right. and it's, it's still in theaters if you go over to India. Um, I mean, that's just that shows kind of the same thing you were talking about, the power of influence. Because when you watch a movie like that, or, or for instance, with the cultural show going on Saturday, uh, you know, you're, you're going to see this just kind of that 
every country or every 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 people always takes something or gives something to someone else. And so I, I think that's what you're trying to say is that's the point that's yeah. really trying to Yeah, across. exactly. And and a lot of our I mean we we have dances that are going to focus on some of these Bollywood hits that that a lot of people have, have actually seen over here and you'd be surprised how many people are really into it. I mean it's each of their movies is, is somewhat like a musical and you know they they're taking a lot of these hits and kind of remixing them together and making them a little bit upbeat and dancing to them so it's it's always a great time. Awesome. Well, uh, JD really quick uh, before we go, can you tell uh, our listeners again I remember you said a little while ago, uh, if they're interested, where can they get more information about uh, our culture? website? Is www.msucius.com, and you can go to the Wharton Center website and get more information about tickets. Uh, like I said, the tickets for students are complimentary, so we are the only university that does that with our cultural show, and it is on such a huge stage that uh, you know it really really brings out exactly what we're trying to do on the Wharton stage. So. J.D., thank you so much for coming oh, on the show. I really me, appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. We have a couple more interviews to go, but stay tuned right here on 89FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building. Without all that smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Morning's 89-second play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into The Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. This is Impact Exposure. Alex Ruciano here. It's 745 and it's 74 degrees outside. It's going to get down to 44 tonight. I'm not sure what's wrong with Michigan weather because it started out really, really warm, beautiful. Now we have a severe thunderstorm warning. Go figure. But one thing that is consistent are the good guests we have on this show. And this show specifically has been talking about performances and theater. And another uh, two, actually, guests have joined me in the studio right now. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we are joined with Christine Thatcher, who is the artistic director of the theater and uh, the playwright and director of Voice of Good Hope. We're also joined with Katie Doyle, head of public relations and marketing from Boar's Head Theater. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. It's great to be here. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this, because, I mean, just for our listeners out there, maybe they have not heard much about The Voice of Good Hope, but um, could you maybe just kind of tell our listeners what the general premise of it is? It is a celebration of the life and times of Barbara Charlene Jordan, who was the first... uh, 
a black woman elected to the Texas Senate and the first black woman from the Deep South elected to the United States House of Representatives. And she first burst onto the national scene during the impeachment hearings of Richard Nixon. She sort of, uh, it was all very bipartisan bipartisan or very partisan partisan mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and uh, this calm reasonable voice sort of broke through it all uh, she just sort of tucked the constitution under her arm and um, and uh, just laid constitutional law out in front of everybody and suddenly she was the moral voice of you know uh, the 20th century. So. Especially in, in a time where the morality of government and everything was being challenged. You know, Nixon's getting impeached yes. and there's all this stuff going on. Exactly, exactly. Sounds very cool. Um, let me ask you this. How many how many hours would you say of preparation has gone into this from from the moment of conception to uh, its its final follow-through? I mean, I know, now I know. I know it's, a, it's maybe even a dumb question. It's really No, broad, I was going to say what but, a great question oh, that is. <laughs> awesome. Well there's, well, there's one person. All right. Cool. <laughs> no, it's not something I've thought of. Um, well, the day that she died in 1996, I felt this um, sorrow that was sort of out of proportion for the handful of times I saw her speak. And I realized I was really curious about her life, so I decided that uh, the best way to find out about her was to research and write a play, for me anyway, about her life. And that took uh, maybe, well, the original production, that was 1996, the original production was in 2000, so I worked on it for about three and a half, maybe four years before it ever hit production. And um, in terms of our putting it up here, we had... Well, only two weeks of rehearsal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Only two yeah, weeks we of rehearsal? Yeah, we usually have three. Oh, um, gosh. And then we have a four-week run going on. So, um, okay. so three weeks of rehearsal, a few little rewrites and that sort of thing. And Okay. So. I, I, I was about to say, with when I... I've um, I have a little bit. I'm going to say just a little bit of theater experience, not not at all anything compared to this. But is two weeks? Did you find that to be a little cramped, or was it was it okay to have that amount of time? It was all right. It, we just made it. Okay, I prefer okay. the three weeks. I think every theater artist will say, uh, you know, especially just before you open, we wish we had another week. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. And this time it was really true. Okay. We really, needed another week but they made it they did it that's great yeah patricia idolette who plays barbara charlene jordan is just wonderful it's a spectacular cast i think yeah did a marvelous job with casting and uh and uh it's a really wonderful show how many how many people um are involved in the production and and this is including everyone the cast the direction well let's see now there's the director Mm -hmm. there's uh uh seven cast members there's a stage manager, an assistant stage manager, uh, people, a couple of people in the booth every night, mm-hmm. and, and one person backstage. I'm not keeping count of that. but Yeah, that's uh, three additional people that are technicians. And then we have the uh, sound designer, the lighting designer, design the scenic team. designer, the costume designer, the properties designer. Oh, my. <laughs> and uh, we are a, a union equity house. And, uh, and then we got all our administrative people, like, mm-hmm. you know, Katie. Yeah, does PR. Nobody would know about us if it weren't for Katie. So. <laughs> that, that's true. You, I mean, no matter how much of, of a great thing you have, you got to get it out to people. That's, right. that's why. That's why you're here right now, and just want to thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, Definitely. thanks for having us. Well, it's the the play does it too. You know, our audience members are our 
some of our best press, you know, and um, word of mouth. Yeah. Sure, yeah. word yeah. of mouth. Is we have huge. wonderful subscribers at the theater. We love them. Mm-hmm. Well, this is eighty nine FM. This is Impact Exposure. Right now, we're talking with uh, Katie Doyle. She's uh, head of public relations and marketing from the Boar's Head Theater, and uh, Christine Thatcher, who's the artistic director of the theater and the playwright and director of Voice of Good Hope. Uh, quick question: I was thinking about it uh, when I was reading online about this as well. Um, how does uh, Voice of Good Hope compare to maybe other productions that the Boar's Head Theater has? has had in the past? Um, well, boy, we try to do a variety of things, so sure. um, in some ways it, it doesn't compare at all, in other ways it does. Um, <laughs> but um, this is, uh, this is um, a biographical play, I guess you could say, if you wanted to find out, out a, you know, about uh, Barbara Jordan and what she stood for and who she was. Um, sure. There's been a lot written on her, but I have a feeling that young people don't really know or remember uh, who she was, and so it's got a historical piece to it, and right. Um, uh, but it's also very personal, and um, I hope there's some humor in there. And um, I, the idea is to get to know who this woman was and why she was so important to this country at that time, sure. and what an original person that she really was nice and 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 again it's it's that's that's really how uh i guess you could say maybe famous figures become famous is a a lot of it is word of mouth but a lot of it is um kind of taking a look back at history and then kind of categorizing it and saying well you know if you look at this event and this and and, and this event you know and then you can look at a voice of good hope and say well you know why don't we make something about this which has a statement that's how people become well known absolutely you pass your stories down from one generation to another and um that's how good stories it's the gift of theater is telling wonderful stories we do comedies drama mm-hmm. i mean uh our dark nights with our second company you know sometimes avant-garde uh, kind of right. cutting edge, edge black place. comedy yeah so it, it sounds like the borset theater is, is definitely very versatile it has a lot of different stuff that, that, that it the throws walls out. are humming all the time down there alex <laughs> let me tell you that is very quotable i like that <laughs> definitely um, you know, this is actually another thing, too, uh, that, that I was kind of wondering as well. Uh, in The Voice of Good Hope, I, and we've, we've had some guests on actually this show in the past talking about how the, the audience is becoming more interactive and just responding, just like, just like you were saying, with word of mouth. Um, do you, how many people do you think uh, are you expecting to hopefully show up and everything uh, in terms of the productions of, of Voice of Good Hope? I mean, is, 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 in Borset Theater, is it usually a consistent... I, it, it varies from show to show, but okay. the one thing I've noticed is that um, uh, we start out sort of modestly, and by the end of the production, word ha- of mouth has built, and so we are then filling more okay. of our houses by the end. Okay. Um, we've got a four-week run. We run Wednesday through Sunday, um, and uh, uh, we're in toward. We're at the top of our third week mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Okay. So it runs through April April eighth. Yeah, we're we're an intimate house too. Have you been to see the theater? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can arrange it. For we you. can arrange it. We can make it worth your while. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a second now. <laughs> no, we we're a we're a two hundred and fifty seat house. So oh, okay. That's a um a lot of the um the actors really enjoy that because they're close to the audience. So the the feedback is great from the audience, but the audience also enjoys it because a lot of comments we get from our patrons is I can look in the eyes of the actors oh, and see yes. them and. See See what's going on on the stage. It's very close and very intimate. That's true, and you know, especially just like you said, when you when you go to 
another theater where you know it's you know one of the one of the huge theaters in New York or something. I'm definitely has its value, definitely has its attributes. Absolutely. However, there is, I mean, do you feel that there's kind of a lack of intimacy there? Or? Sure. Sometimes they're big enough you have to bring your opera glasses along yeah. to just see their faces, you know, but not so with us. So. Well, now, if, if, if all the listeners out there are, are wondering and they want to get more information on Voice of Good Hope, where, where can they go to get more information? www.boarshead.org or our phone number, um, if there is interest, is 517-484-7805. And we also want to thank um, Cooley Law School, who is a co-sponsor of this production, Voice of Good Hope. Um, they graciously sponsored this show and um, also our law forum that we had during the run of this production. So we appreciate that. Oh wow! Okay, very nice. And and you said that this is this is the third week of the four week run. We're at the top of it. So the top uh, of it right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Wednesday through Sunday for two more weeks. Okay. And 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 you found that when you started at the very beginning, there was a, a pull, and now the pull has increased as it's gone right, on. Right. Okay. Very nice. Is it, now this is this might be, and of course, if this is going to be revealing too much of what goes on, too much of the the plot, so to speak. Are, are there any maybe? favorite moments that you have or, or something that, that makes you say, gosh, darn it, this is why I do theater. You know, is there something that, that, or may, maybe it doesn't even have to do with the plot, but so, something about the actual voice of good hope that just really, really made well, you say, this is why I do this. It's funny because, um, the way the play is written, it's four different snapshots of her life. Okay. And so, right. um, there's, uh, Barbara Jordan as a child, Barbara Jordan at the top of her political form, Barbara Jordan um, as toward the end of her life as she became a teacher at, um, at the LBJ uh, School of Law, um, and uh, and Barbara Jordan really toward the very end of her life. And I go back and forth between which scenes I like the best. Um, oh, okay. I, I I can't say I have any favorites. They're the you know what I like? What? I, I, I mean, I love the whole play, but um, one of the things that moves me, especially right now with our um, political status in this country, is I love the, her speeches, the pieces of her speeches, because there are some um, of those moments in there, and they just resonate. Um, I think yeah. they have a lot to say about what's going on right now, it, it too. It makes you wonder what she would say about our political scene now if exactly. she were alive. Exactly, exactly. Mm. She'd be getting to the point, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, did did most of Barbara Jordan's speeches and um, commentary and actual, actual speeches, did they come out from the era when Nixon was being impeached and then continued on, or was kind of the, the height of Barbara Jordan? Well, that brought her to national attention, but okay. I remember seeing her give the keynote address at the 1976, this will date me, uh, 1976 um, uh, Democratic National Convention, and again at the 1992 and, um, uh, convention, and I would see her from time to time in between, all through those years, or I'd turn on McNeil Lair, and there she was, you know. Um, and sure. the late Molly Ivins said that she sounded, her voice sounded like the Lord God Almighty. So you knew when you heard Barbara <laughs> Jordan's voice from the next room, and I would just plant myself in front of the TV. She was so, not only was she a great speaker, but the content of her speeches are just full of compassion and reason. Sure. And so some of those are contained in the play. They sort of separate these 
snapshots of her life. And you obviously must have a really, really um, supportive cast to bring about and evoke the emotion and the message of each of those speeches. Um, how does the actual rehearsal process go? I mean, do you kind of just say, you know, okay, here's a scene, here's a speech, and then try and develop the emotion or the right tone? Or how does it work? Exactly. Um, we we get, gather all together on the first day of rehearsal. There's generally a first read-through. Okay. And then we do, I like to do as a director, table work for a couple of days, which means the actors sit around and they'll read it straight through once, but the next time through, they can stop and ask any question they want about anything that's in the text, and they, there's a discussion that happens around okay. it Okay, nice. And then we get it on its feet, and and every day we hone it a little bit more so that it's very specific and very polished by the time, hopefully, by the time <laughs> we open. Nice. Well, uh, actually, that the, it's called The Voice of Good Hope. It is the life and times of political pioneer Barbara Gordon. Jordan. 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 Oh, Barbara Jordan. And uh, I just wanted to thank both of you for coming on the show. This is, oh, is awesome. Oh, for having us. Definitely. Thank you for having us. And uh, it's, it's, been, it's been really nice. And again, we were talking with uh, Katie Doyle, head of public relations and marketing of the Boardshead Theater, and uh, Christine Thatcher, artistic director of the theater and uh, the playwright and director of A Voice of Good Hope. So thank you so much for coming on the show again. Definitely appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you. Guys. Definitely. And, uh, well, that wraps up the show pretty much right now. Stay tuned. This is 89FM. Progressive Torch and Twang is coming up. Yes, that's right. It is. Uh, so stay tuned if you want to hear some really, really good music coming up. But uh, this wraps up another edition of Impact Exposure here on 89FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.